What's going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. What's going on, guys? Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4. Tonight, we're going to be doing episode 56. Now, real quick, if you're new to the channel, you know, my name is Rob Carbone. Um, I am a blogger, but also I do a podcast, and this is what you're listening to. You're listening to BD4. Now, this is only my second video on YouTube, if you haven't noticed, um, mainly because... Well, the podcast I've been doing has only been in audio format, but now I am trying it out here, um, you know, doing a visual, um, a video format of the podcast. And, you know, we're going to see how far this goes because I really enjoy, I, I enjoyed it last night doing it um, after the game and I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, so far the feedback I'm receiving has been only positive, but um, we'll see how it goes as I go along. But tonight we are going to be reviewing the Knicks uh, two months you know, doing a little progress report on the team. So usually I will only put out episodes every two games, but since it's the end of December here, the 29th, um, we're two months into the season, and I always have an episode after end, uh, at the end of each month reviewing the team and, you know, giving each player a letter grade and the roster as a whole as well. So let's get into that real quick, guys. Let's talk about it for about 10, 15 minutes, and we'll see how... Uh, We'll see how this goes. So last month, um, under David Fisdale, you know, I had the Knicks, well, they were four in a bunch. Okay, let's just say they were very bad. Um, I gave the Knicks a D minus, right? I thought they were going backwards, which they were. They were playing sloppy, you know, not fundamentally. They were playing free-for-all offense out there. They didn't have any type of scheme defensively. It seemed like everybody was just, I don't know, crashing into the paint and allowing three-point shots galore, just wide-open shots, and nobody really had any clue what they were doing. Players seemed to be regressing under Fisdale from last season to this season, and it was just a whole colossal, colossal screw-up. But, you know, at the beginning of December here, the second month into the season, the Knicks fired Fisdale. They got a new interim coach by the name of Mike Miller, who has won Coach of the Year before down in the G League. And he has his team playing much better. So from a D- minus last uh, last month, two months in now, I give them a C-. minus. So they've jumped an entire letter grade from one month to the next, which is good. Um, you know, I think the Knicks are playing much better fundamentally now. They're playing much more sophisticated basketball, right? They're playing a better brand of hoops where the ball is moving a little more. But most importantly, I think it's, it's even more important than ball movement is players are moving more, right? We're seeing a lot more cutting, a lot more screen setting, and things such as that. 
Uh, they're more active on the defensive end. You know, it seems guys have much more. Uh, guys have a much better idea of what they're doing out there. Um, they're not lost. They know what they're doing. They know their job on screens, right? They're they're not just rotating on every single pick and roll attempt, but they are staying with the screen and fighting over. The at least the wings and the uh, small forwards are, and the guards. Whereas the bigger men will drop back and wait for the play to develop. We've talked about this last night, obviously, but you know those are the things that the little things like that can help you win a basketball game, or even just help you compete in basketball games. You know, so playing hard is great, but playing smart is just as great, and that's what the Knicks have been doing. They've been playing harder and smarter so far. Um, you know, as the season has progressed. So I gave him a C minus. I think it's been a better you know, a step in the right direction so far. Obviously, we've got a ways to go. This team is 9-24, and even after their uh, their two-game win streak and after their 5-6 and six stint so far under Mike Miller. So there's a ways to go to be even decent. But, you know, their play of late has earned them a jump in the letter grade department. So that's good. But let's move on to the players, the individuals. We're going to give out grades. So I guess we'll start. We'll begin with the starting lineup, and we'll make our way to the bench. So starting point guard, we have Alfred Payton. Um, I actually gave Alfred Payton, maybe this is a little too optimistic, um, but I gave Alfred Payton a B plus. You know, I think Payton's been, since he's been inserted into the starting, since he's been inserted into the rotation as a regular in general, I think Payton has played excellent basketball. He's been the point guard the Knicks have been asking for all season, right? Because when he was out with injury, point guard was the Knicks' biggest issue. And not to say it still isn't. Obviously, they need a true, legit, long-term point guard. But for the meantime, while they're still trying to you know, win some games and compete in basketball games, um, Peyton has filled the need you know, for the moment. He's playing aggressive out there, which is one of the things Frank Nielakina struggles with. He's um, generating offense for the team, right? He can drive into the paint and score that way, or he can drive into the paint and kick it out for, you know, to set up a teammate. He's doing things like that. He's being a nice floor di- uh, floor general, um, a traffic director. You know, we talked about this last night also. Um, but yeah, I think he's played well enough offensively, and he's done a good job defensively. So a B-plus for Alfred Payton. Let's move on to shooting guard, R.J. Barrett. I gave him a B because I think while R.J. has struggled with his shooting percentages, right, the jump shot has not been falling as consistently as we, um, as it was earlier in the year. It's been very up and down. Three-point shooting, the free throw percentage has been bad. He struggled with his free throws really, really badly, um, but he's still scoring at a pretty good rate. This is a guy who's going to give you double figures, Maybe 15 points a night. Um, and R.J. Barrett has been playing great on the offensive glass, great on the defensive glass. He's been playmaking pretty fairly, you know, fairly well, and he's been a very good defender. I think that's one of the few things a lot of people forget about R.J. Barrett. <clears throat> Excuse me. But his defense has been very strong so far for the Knicks. He's done a much better job than I thought he would do. Um, now, I'm not sure if he was... Known as a good defender at um at Duke, but you know so far he's kind of giving me a little Jimmy Butler vibes where he's you know he's gonna you know tread toward trend towards that path if he keeps up this you know strong two way play. But 
Overall, I give R.J. Barrett a B because he struggled with inconsistencies, but overall, he's given the Knicks a lot more good than bad. Moving on to small forward, I have Marcus Morris getting a B+. You know, I think this one's pretty straightforward. He's been the Knicks' best offensive weapon this season, their most consistent scorer, scoring 18, 19, 20 points every night. Hitting over 45% of his threes might be even higher than that. Getting to the line, converting there, hitting the mid-range shots, hitting the uh, the crunch time buckets, rebounding well, defending well, providing good mentorship. You know, he's done all those things for the Knicks this season, and I gave him a B-plus for that, you know. Obviously, um, Morris is, has been, his name has been, you know, trending in trade talks and all that, but that's a conversation for a different day. But, um, yeah, B-plus as far as, you know, the way he's played this season. I think that's a pretty fair grade. Julius Randle plays power forward for the Knicks, and I gave him, well, I gave him a D last month, I believe. But overall now, two months in, um, I jumped his letter grade to a C plus because I truly believe that under Mike Miller, again, this is another um, coaching thing because under David Fizdale, Julius Randle was playing, you know, unorganized basketball. He was out of control, um, played too much power, um, not power forward. He played too much point forward and not enough power forward, right? We saw him taking the ball up court way too often. We saw him going into isolation mode way too often. We saw him taking bad shots from three-point distance, right, off the dribble, in-your-face kind of shots. But now, as the season has started to progress, we're seeing Julius Randle being put in a position to succeed. Where now, you know, he's playing more as a power forward. He's using that strength and physicality more. He's playing downhill, but when he is shooting outside shots, they are smarter shots. They are more open shots. They're assisted shots. Um, you know, so he has he's having other people generate, you know, creating space for him as well. He's not just shot creating, but he's more of a spot up shooter now. So he's playing better in terms of you know better team basketball, passing out of double teams, playmaking better. He's much better overall game too because I like the way his defense has increased or improved so far um, over the last couple of weeks. He's been a much better help defender, which has been the big thing with him, right? He's always been an okay on-ball defender, but Randall's help defense, especially under Fizdale, was just bad. But it's been somewhat better of late. So a C plus right now for for Randall, and honestly, that should be you know you should look at that as a as a good C plus because it went from a from a D to a C plus, so definitely a good jump there. Starting at center is unfortunately it's still Taj Gibson. Now I like Gibson. I gave him a B minus because he's been good, very solid. Maybe that's a little too optimistic, but I gave him a B minus. Um, he's you know he can stretch the floor a teeny tiny bit, maybe a little a little 14, 15 foot jumper. Um, but for the most part, he's going to provide you with the intangibles, right? The defense, the shot blocking, a little bit of shot blocking, but the defensive you know, presence out there, um, another veteran guy, a good screen setter. He can roll to the rim, do the things like that, a little toughness out there. Um, but I give him a, a B minus. You could probably argue and say C plus is more fair, but pretty much the same thing. B minus. I would love to see Mitchell Robinson eventually start at center, though. Um, you know, Mitchell Robinson is actually part of this team's long-term plans. 
Mitchell Robinson has been great this season. He's obviously struggled with foul issues, but they've improved under, again, they've improved under Mike Miller. Um, over the past couple of weeks, yes, he's still had some games where he's fouled five, six times, and that's going to obviously boost that foul average, but there have been more games under you know, the past couple of weeks where Robinson has fouled two one time, you know, as opposed to when he was playing under Fisdale for the first 22 games. So, you know, overall, his increasingly better play has gotten his grade up um, from a B minus, I think I had it last month, to a B now. So Mitchell Robinson, I have at a B because he's still shot blocking at a good rate. He's rebounding better. He's scoring much more. So we're seeing a lot more double doubles from him. Um, the other night he had 10 and 10. Tonight he had 9 and 9. So he's doing more, um, you know, he's providing more consistency on the floor because he's able to stay on the floor longer. So uh, a nice solid B for Mitch. Who else am I missing? Damian Dotson. I gave Dotson a C. Um, you know, maybe it's the shoulder surgery, recovering from that shoulder surgery that's affected his shot, but he's been pretty inconsistent overall on this season. Now, he's been a good defender. He always competes defensively, especially out on that perimeter, but Damian Dotson has struggled offensively. He gets to the rim. He's getting to the rim. I've noticed he's he, he has more speed than I thought. He can get to the lane, you know, drive down the lane much much more than I thought. Tonight he had a couple of good drives in the fast break and transition. Um, but for the most part, his outside shot still shooting below league average. Not really consistent yet. I know he was 5 of 10 from deep the other night. But, you know, he kind of answered that with a, a poor showing from deep um, last or two nights ago and then tonight. But overall, I gave him a C because ups and downs. Uh, who else did I get? Uh... Did I get Frank? I don't think I got Frank. Frank, I give a C as well. Listen, his defense is great. We all know that. But what else does he provide outside of that? You know, he struggles to consistently generate any type of offense, whether that be for himself or for the team. And that's why he lost his um, job as the starting point guard. So a C for Frank Nielakina. Uh Who else do we have? Dennis Smith Jr. I gave a D, pretty straightforward. Wayne Allen can C minus. Kevin Knox. Now maybe you uh, will disagree with me here, but I gave Kevin Knox a D plus last month, and I continue to keep him at a D plus this month. Sure, we've seen some more activeness on the defensive end lately, and maybe he's had, you know, the shots start falling a little more lately offensively, but. Still very inconsistent. Still plays with a very low motor. Looks like he's underwater out there. I think he does more harm than he does good. So a D plus for Kevin Knox. And I'm sorry, but you know that's you know other than an occasional hot streak from three point distance, what does this guy provide for you? Um, now I'm not saying he's you know going to be a bust or anything, but I'm saying his play so far on the floor has been of D plus caliber. Bobby Portis, I gave Bobby Portis a C minus, and honestly, that's an improvement from where he was earlier in the year. He's even improved under Mike Miller as well, scoring a little bit more, playing better, but still inconsistent defense. C minus, but you know, it's Bobby Portis. The guy sucks. Get him out of here. Um, and I think that's it, right? We can't really grade guys like Iggy or guys like Alonzo Trier who've not been part of this rotation. So all in all, man, 
Yeah, it's been a terrible season, nine and twenty-four. You're never going to accept a twenty-seven percent winning clip. But considering how bad they were previous to these last eleven games, to where they are now after these last eleven games, you will take it, and you just want to see where it goes from here, right? You just want to see where it goes. So again, the C minus that I'm giving the Knicks. That's not the grade I'm giving them under Miller. That's not the grade I'm giving them for just the month of December. That's the grade I am giving them for the entire season so far, for all 33 games. So when you combine all of that, you get a C-minus grade. And so again, that's that's at least a step in the right direction you know, from where they were earlier in the year. But um, that's it, guys. That's that's all I have tonight, and I will be back out there on New Year's Day um, you know, as we talk about the last two games for the Knicks, which will be... Um, the other night against, well, no, tonight against Washington and then, uh, the Portland game, which is yet to come. So that's that guys. This has been Rob Carbone with BD4 episode 56 and I'm signing out. Ciao.